I'm Marcus Brown. This is a Runner's Life podcast. This is a platform for richer conversations that explore the person behind the runner. I discuss the topics that influence us as runners locally, whilst concurrently connecting us to the wider global community. If you found value in the show, please subscribe and share with your community on social media and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or the platform selected as it helps the podcast grow. If you want to support my work directly, you can become a member on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a runner's life. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's head to the conversation. Hi, Christoph. Welcome to a runner's life podcast. How are you getting on? I'm good. Thank you. Hi, Marcus. I'm very well. Thanks for having me great to have you on the show um i've been following your journey for a little while on instagram and um, i've had a couple requests to get you on the show as well so uh, i'm looking forward to chatting to you today um interesting times during lockdown so uh <laughs> we've really got much option really so you see we watch tv read books or talk on a podcast <laughs> absolutely yeah no uh, good to hear that uh, people have requested um yeah it's uh, good to know that <laughs> i am i am like known um from some to some people um hopefully they're enjoying my uh, running stories but yeah. yeah you've done some inspiring things mate so um i think that's the reason why you're on and then we'll obviously get into uh, some of the times and places that you run in this is a two-part question um what was your first running memory and secondly why do you continue to run today oh my first running memory um i probably have to go back all the way till i was probably about nine ten years old um and that's not really when my running started but that was my first memory because my dad used to run around he used to go to a hotel and run around the track um every tuesday and every saturday um and he never really invited my sister and myself um but one day he did allow us to come and we got my sister and i got really excited so yeah we just ran laps with my dad around the track um and i quite enjoyed it as a young age because I, I played football quite a lot as well so just did something different we went to that hotel um and then ran around their track so that was pretty much the first memory of running um i wasn't very good i never really enjoyed running to be honest neither on the football pitch um as long as i had the football um that's when i did the running but off the ball or something i never really enjoyed running because it was quite strenuous i was all out of breath but yeah that was definitely the first memory running with my dad around the track um and well then it took me to the second part of the question it actually took me quite some time to get back into it. As I said, um, football was probably priority. Um, yeah. I had a played for a football team back home in Vienna, in Austria. And yeah, there I didn't really do anything other than play football. So every break I had, every time after school, you would find me on the football pitch. Yeah. Um, but as I got fitter through football and a lot quicker, I was a striker. So I obviously needed quite a bit of speed. Um, and then in school years, so I'd say around yeah, early teenagers, um, I started getting quicker. And during sports day in school, I yeah, pretty much learned that I was one of the quickest in the 100 meter and the 200 meters. Yeah. So I decided, well, um, why not get a little medal or a certificate from school? for winning the 100 meters so I joined the track and field team a little bit um so yeah just but my basically I always just did shorter distance so the max maximum distance I really always did was 1500 meters because that was part of the school distance as well yeah so yeah anything between 100 2500 I always participated in and I was quite good at it due to my fitness levels and my speed in from football um but then, unfortunately, later on, um, when I was around 17, 18, I got a, a pretty nasty ankle injury. Um, so I had to play, stop playing football, didn't really do much, um, much fitness at all. Um, yeah, and it took me <laughs> pretty much all my 20s. I didn't really do much, even though I studied sports science in, at, in my undergraduate, still didn't do very much um running or exercise apart from what i had to do in my course 
Um, and it took me quite some time. And then when I moved to London to work, that's when I really thought, hmm, I really need to do something again for my fitness. Just I didn't feel well. I ended up every weekend pretty much going for a couple of drinks rather than, you know, doing something active or so it was more of a yeah wake up call saying right I need to get back into fitness I remember being a kid running around being fit being able to run 100 meters in under 11 seconds and you know like all of a sudden I said to myself right let's get back to a fitness level so I yeah, I just started running and luckily I had Battersea Park um, right next to me where I lived back then um, so I just started running a few loops, um, nothing more than five, six K to be honest, cause I was immediately out of breath. Um, cause I thought I was still in that same fitness level as I was when I was younger. Um, so yeah, no, and that's how it pretty much began. So there was a huge gap. So my twenties, I'd pretty much say I never, never really ran much. Um, but yeah, I come from a, from a quite sports um sporty background when I was younger then I had nothing yep. but of course now now I'm back enjoying um considering myself That's as a runner yeah and just being back into a, a decent fitness level it's interesting to hear your story because it kind of reminds me a bit of my when I grew up mm -hmm. I was quite uh fast and played football mm -hmm. when I was younger I'd probably played in the wing uh more so um but you still need a little bit of speed there mm -hmm. and then yeah in my 20s I probably didn't do that much at all yeah, yeah. um and i started running probably towards my late mid-20s i think mm. um but like, same sort of thing it's just like the same you kind of get to a stage of like i need to i need to like do something because this is getting ridiculous Absolutely. and then you run between like a lamppost and you're like feel like your heart's gonna explode <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you know, absolutely you know. I, yeah no it's exactly i mean um i also i moved to london with for because my best friends back from home from vienna they were here in london so they basically said oh, i should come as well um got a good job as well so and then pretty much a year later they they disappeared they went to live with their families uh, over in spain so they left london so i pretty much had um little friends as well i had a handful of friends here in london um so I was just thinking, yeah, um, I need to get out and do something. And, you know, maybe I could find, I, I didn't really know there was such a good running community uh, out there, but I just, yeah. oh, I need to do something other than try to meet people in, in the bars or restaurants or wherever in the parks where you'd meet them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was it. And then, yeah, as you say, the, the first few runs back after doing absolutely nothing, it, it was shocking. It's just thinking, ah, how did I used to run that in that time and completely yeah. out of breath? And to be honest, I didn't, I, I can't say I enjoyed the first few runs, um, but I think the mental strength that maybe you and I had back from when we were younger playing football, you just kind of overcame it and says, okay, I, I felt horrible during this, but I do feel good now that i went for yeah. it mentally so let's try it again tomorrow um and then you kind of go again and then yeah as it improves obviously your time's improved but yeah sprinting between lampposts i did exactly what you did and that ah uh, it's yeah i remember that <laughs> just just not being able to uh, breathe like think properly even and yeah, yeah it was quite shocking <laughs> it's tough it's like you start off thinking i've so got this and then by the third or fourth step you're like i haven't got this <laughs> <laughs> exactly absolutely absolutely uh, yeah no it's 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 good looking looking back at those times though and see that we well we can run marathons now with 26 yeah. miles and before we can barely run between two lap posts <laughs> yeah it definitely gives you appreciation for um like where you are now for sure so obviously that's where you started but why do you run now like what's your reason to sort of get up and train um mainly for just switching off um obviously i started running a lot more i started run commuting as well a lot more <clears throat> so if i managed to get up in the morning and run to work then i just had that better feeling during work all um the whole day was better. I was more energetic. I, I feel like I was more productive at work um, or vice versa. When I had, when I ran home instead of ran to work, if I possibly had a stressful day or um, 
it, it just didn't go to plan or maybe if I um, messed something up at work, just running home and just clearing your mind and just getting away from everything, not having to think. Because if you sit on the tube, for example, you just overthink everything. You don't really switch off. So yeah. the, the work, the, the, the run home from work often was very helpful just to kind of clear my mind. Cause then you got, yeah, exactly. Um, and then you just get home kind of, you feel fresh and you're just like right i can eat something i switched off everything's fine and then yeah you go into work the next day with a positive attitude again um, so yeah it is definitely for mental reasons but um i do enjoy obviously the physical aspect as well you don't feel that tired anymore you wake up and you're actually full of energy just because you're in a healthier state you know um you eat healthier automatically the fitter you get i believe um yeah yeah, no it like it all just has like a little domino effect of yeah you just go for one run and you eat healthier you feel better you have a a better positive attitude you're friendlier to people people you know you just appreciate life a little bit more and i think that's what kept me going mainly throughout when I started and just keep going and doing it because at the end of the day, as we all say, it does make you happy. It's these little incremental steps, isn't it? That sort of build on each other. We talk about eating healthily and then mm. uh, feeling better. It's it's not one sort of one sort of big change. It's always little changes. And then before you know it, you kind of further down your line, you're like, okay, you feel definitely a lot more better. So uh, no, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. And in the current situation that we find ourselves with uh, COVID-19, can you tell us what was your last race, at whatever distance that was, and can you tell us what the lesson that you learned about yourself uh, from that race was? Um, so the last race was luckily this year still, and it was the big half. It was my it was the half marathon in London. Um, and ooh, the lesson I learned, well, yeah, don't take take it for granted that you can just um, race all the time. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's such a weird place we're in at the moment. Um, I don't think anyone would have ever expected it. Um, but yeah, I'm not quite sure. Um, but the lesson I learned from... Do you, do you I guess, to... yeah, you say like now, see, looking back at it, you could be like, yeah, for example, um, don't, don't take it for granted, which makes a lot of sense. But I guess at the time what were you sort of thinking in the sort of, I guess we have that sort of runner's debrief after the race, we're thinking, oh, maybe I could have done this differently or or I could have improved on this or this has really worked really well. What was your sort of immediate thoughts after the race? Okay. Well, I, um, it, it was a personal best of mine. So I, I first managed um, to go um, sub 76 uh, minutes in the half. And it, I personally, during the race, I felt so good that um, everything went well. I felt the conditions were perfect Um, and I I fueled correctly. I I knew I was in in very good, good shape. So during the race, I definitely didn't feel like I needed to improve anything. Um, Towards the end, um, I did 75.22 was my time, my official time. Um, and I was just a bit annoyed because I had a bit of um, spare energy left, but I didn't push right to the end. Um, yeah. So I was hoping maybe if I could get, you know, that extra bit, those 22 seconds off, basically, that would have been um, a lifetime um, goal achievement that I yeah. would have managed then and there. So I think... Straight on. When that yeah, happens because yeah. you sort of think like this has happened to me when I ran Berlin mm. uh, marathon last year I finished it thinking I could have given more mm. but then when I ran New York I pushed way too hard and I was like I don't think I've given any more wow, <laughs> so, yeah no exactly I mean you, you always know better at the end I think a lot of people always yeah. say and, and 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 that is so true um but yeah no I I think yeah after after the race don't get me wrong I, I was over the moon with that time because god i would have never expected to get that close um yeah. so soon um but yeah afterwards you just kind of think okay um i just need to work on that extra little bit i've done everything i could today um yeah. and yeah move on see 
where the next race leads you to. Um, unfortunately, yeah, there aren't any races <laughs> at the moment. But yeah. um, no, it was definitely um, one of the... It, it, I, I was in such good shape because I was looking forward to... Um, to all the marathons, obviously, I, w- I had Amsterdam, uh, sorry, Rotterdam and London booked uh, in early the year, um, which got cancelled. So I, w- I was looking forward to them. So after the race, to be honest, I, I was very pleased um, just on how everything went and what physical shape I'm in. And I was really looking forward because I thought I'd definitely get a, a decent time for those marathons that I was really training hard for. Yeah. I mean, that's a great run. I mean, you get a PB for the half and then you're, you know, building to, you know, the early marathons in the early mm-hmm. part of the year. Yeah. And then obviously COVID comes along, uh, postpones the races for obviously for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, but now that the races are gone, I mean, how are you staying motivated um, with your training at the moment? Um, I The one thing when, when the lockdown did happen, um, I my first initial thought, if, if they lock, um, down and don't let us exercise I think that would have been a huge bust because I I barely do anything like strength training or any other fitness other than run maybe occasionally I, I cycle commute a lot lately as well um, so I just thought that yeah there's my fitness gone but luckily they did have we were allowed to do that one exercise um, per day when it first initially happened um, and it's basically just a motivation, just keeping saying, okay, well, I'm allowed out that one run um, and you just go and get it done. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's never really a problem just to get out. I'll, I'll do it any weather. I'll, um, but often you do want to go out twice a day. And I think that was at the beginning, that was my struggle because my working hours are relatively um, good and I'm quite lucky with my working hours because I start at 11 in the morning and finish at seven. So I basically have all morning to do all my running um, and then even still have a lot of time in the afternoon. And during the weeks, I often do my my double sessions. So I I did miss that a little bit, not being able to go out in the morning and then in the afternoon. But I got myself a nice little routine in and said, right, just put yourself a little plan together and say, right, this is going to last for four weeks, let's say. I gave myself a little plan and just put like like I do my own little marathon plans. I just decided four weeks, right? I'm gonna run Tuesday. I'm gonna do my track session in the park in the morning. And every morning I woke up, looked at my plan, and then just went out and did my my little session um, of whatever running it is, whether it was speed session, a nice long run. And then in the afternoon, I just had to find something else to do. So yeah, often at the beginning it was TV, just reading a book. Um, but yeah, now you just when also managed to just cook myself something nice in the afternoon, which was nice. I had the afternoon to myself, um, managed to get some good new recipes in, um, which then boosted my energy levels as well for the next day for the new run. So I always woke up and managed to keep myself motivated just by having a little plan um, and lots of time in the afternoon to kind of think do something new that you know took my mind off stuff um so yeah that definitely was the only way I, I kind of kept motivated by having a plan not kind of waking up and saying oh what do I want to do because then you're most likely not going to do it um and yeah and do you think you've always had that because I think it's such a good school really just to focus on what you can control set a plan set a routine yeah did I... you get straight into that straight away or was it something did you have any kind of like um, kind of like a down moment before you got into it. Um, of course, I had a little down moment. I was the, the first time I heard it, and uh, yeah, it it was a tough taking. I was just, uh, you know, it was almost surreal. How what's going on? Why why am I alone? You're almost someone's telling me you're not allowed to do something um, yeah. more than once. And of course, if someone um, talk, probably talk speaking for a lot of people, it's just like when someone tells you you can't have it or you can't do it more than once or you know, you wanted all that more. Um, So, yeah, it was a bit of a a moment. I mean, I still went out for runs um, the day after it was announced that we're in lockdown. Um, It never stopped me from running, but 
did I really enjoy it? What was I aiming for? I'm not training for anything, so do I run quick? Do I just take a nice and easy stroll, you know, in the park? What am I doing? So there wasn't really a structure to to it. I just went out and, and see how I felt. Well, should I go for 10K? Am I going to yeah. do a bit longer? So there wasn't really a structure. And I think, yeah, at the beginning it hit me, but I still ran. But yeah. as soon as I had a bit of structure, when I created that plan, um, it kind of all said, you know what, just see it as if you're training for something. Um, you kind of wake up in the morning, you see, oh, look, I have a, a 15K at a, a certain pace that I need to do. Well, let's go yeah. out and do it. And that kind of motivated me a little bit to just, yeah, just keep going. And with kind of like there being no races at the moment and we're having to refocus our goals onto different areas. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you taking from this time about, what you're learning about yourself and your relationship to running? Well, I think it's, yeah, uh, it is actually an interesting question. And um, I, I, funnily, I was thinking of that um, what, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I was out on a run, on a long run. And I was just like, I, I told myself, or I was thinking to myself, why am I doing this long run? Is there really a point for me to do 20 miles today? Um I'm not racing for anything. I, I don't need that amount of distance in my legs. But then yeah. about 10, 15 minutes later, I was running along the Thames and it, it, it was just, the scenery was beautiful. It was a beautiful morning. And you're just like, mm, that, that's why I'm running it because it, it's such a nice route. You know, even though I've probably ran it, I'm going to say 50 times, if not more. Um, if it's a beautiful morning, just along the Thames, the sun's shining down, you're rarely any people. It's like, fresh morning but the sun's out and it's just the enjoyment of being outdoors um and just yeah as i said switching off thinking about whatever you need to think about you know even if it's oh what am i going to cook later what am i going to eat later um it, it it's just that pure enjoyment of being outdoors just getting fitness in regardless if it's for for a race or if it's just for your pure enjoyment of getting out the house and um yeah just coming home happy at the end of the day i think that was that's how i'm looking at it now it's it, we do run for races we all run for pbs we all want to get better um yeah. but at the end of the day the reason we run is also because we enjoy it we and especially if if we don't have to push ourselves if you run at a pace that is slower than your normal pace yeah. i i believe well everyone just enjoys it because they're not you know um, drained in sweat their heart isn't heart rate isn't uh, rocket high their legs aren't heavy you're actually enjoying a bit of outdoors running along a path yeah. you probably enjoy and you know I, I think that's for as well as for the fitness wise it's also mentally um, really good for the mental health and at the end of the day you know it, it's it's a perfect way of starting the day if you're running it in the morning or just to wind down at the end of the day if you run at the end of the day. Um, so I, I just thought to myself, yeah, it's not always about races. Of course, when I'm training for races, this ra- this run would probably be harder. But why not just yeah. enjoy this 20-miler now along, uh, along a route that I really, really enjoy. So, yeah, funny, I, I was thinking that the other day, so... So pre-lockdown, mm-hmm. I'm just sort of thinking about um, training and, uh, you know, you obviously train hard to get the results that you, you, you've got, but how do you juggle the balance between uh, pushing too hard in training but not rushing the process and uh, just allowing enough time for recovery to happen? Yeah, um, I, I think I had to learn the brutal way. Um, so right at the beginning when I started running, before I ran my first marathon, I, I got myself a just a personal trainer, not a coach for running. Just I wanted to get my core strength up a bit because still to date, I don't really do much strength training, unfortunately. I am terrible at it. Um, but the, the PT even back then said, um, you know, your easy miles should be um, at an easy pace. They shouldn't be... Um, super fast they shouldn't be 20 seconds off your target's time or off your target uh, off your pb time now i always thought run hard just to kind of you know 
no no pain no gain at the end of the day that was my attitude yeah um which worked at the beginning i did improve drastically and very quickly um but then after a while obviously the body just just can't um recover quickly enough um especially when you start running um 80 to 90 miles a week all of a sudden you're just like yeah i'm i'm tired i, I literally cannot do this monday session because i'm still absolutely in agony from my sunday run yeah um so at the beginning my first i'm gonna say four marathon trainings definitely were were that i always got little niggles luckily never anything severe um but I always had hamstring issues because they were too tight. Um, my quads were, my calves were on like so tight, hard, and just could not recover regardless of ice baths or foam rolling. It just, nothing could really sort it out. So I knew I was overdoing it. Yeah, I, ju- I just eventually then missed, when did I, last year I missed um, Berlin Marathon. That was not due to exhaustion or anything. Maybe it was, but I twisted my ankle on my final long run, um, yeah. and it just didn't recover in time. Even though I was tapering, I just I, I still couldn't put any pressure on. Now, a lot of people say maybe it was because you were pushing too hard during training, um, and it possibly that you know it was just that my body couldn't. Um, react quickly enough because it was too tired when i twisted my ankle if i would have been fresh maybe it would have not been so severe so i definitely learned my lesson the hard way there just i had to actually withdraw from um berlin which was very annoying because that was after boston when i ran my pb and i knew a flat course surely is going to get me even faster yeah so that was that was the goal so unfortunately that was uh kind of a little wake-up call to start running um running my easy runs actually slowly um you know doing two three hard sessions max um, a week um and then doing every other run you know just just nice and easy just just get the miles in but without forcing the body through um you know a lot of um a lot of pressure so yeah Yeah, i kind of started to doing that a little bit uh, more doing long runs easy doing few hard sessions of course the track tuesdays the uh, tempo thursdays um, and then saturday possibly either a park run or just do a bit quicker one as well if you feel like it Um, but yeah all the other days nice and easy easy commute to work just get the miles in Um, so that was and then all of a sudden you just realize um oh i am actually getting a lot quicker as well um it, it still boggles me how it works that running slow makes you faster but you know it's proven and a lot of literature is out there and a lot of coaches always tell you that so yeah i started listening to a lot of people that are experienced in the running world um and yeah no it definitely is is working and uh, i'm improving without being exhausted i run ran a few hundred mile weeks by now and on on monday i'm still able to go for a a nice easy you know run um after a hundred mile week so it's it is good so yeah learning i think learning throughout yeah throughout the process um whether it's the hard way or you do it from the beginning but yeah i think everyone should um try to do Go the, for that, that experience yeah exactly i mean it yeah i, I don't wish an injury upon anyone but um yeah you know um yeah working hard and seeing what your body can do is is fine but do you really want your body to be in pain all the time when you wake up and it's not the best but yeah no you do learn i guess and i definitely learned it that way as well so yeah think it again in terms of training sessions as well um so, for example, say if I'm doing an interval session mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, getting towards the end and, you know, you, you get to that point where you're just like, I'm feeling tired and do I really want to quit? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can sort of use different techniques to kind of push yourself through. So, for example, one of them I do is a bit vicious, but I like bully myself into um, doing the work. So I'll just say, like, look, you have any miles you've done like last year or this month or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that you can't run 
five minutes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it sounds a bit savage, but in your head, but you use these sort of things to, or you can use other things to get you through it. I mean, how do you kind of like push yourself through um, like tough and challenging workouts? Yeah, I mean, it pretty much exactly like you. It's just like, oh, stop being an idiot. I mean, you really, as you say, you tell yourself, you, you almost shout out loud in your head saying, really? You, you ran 26 miles, you ran a full marathon, and now you're telling me two minutes is too much? Like twice yeah. around the track? Really? Come on. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think I, and going back, I think from, from the football times, obviously just the mental strength and also just always just that competitiveness that you get from playing football or me racing the 100 meters back in school times um i always think i have that little mental strength where i tell myself right i told myself i have this specific goal so let's say i want to get a uh, going on a shorter distance i want to get under 16 minutes in a 5k and i can't even that in a 400 meter when i'm doing an interval session uh, that yeah. pace i i literally tell myself and it's just like no like i haven't even run 5k yet i've had rest between my 400 meters uh, why are you being such an idiot like just push yourself a bit harder um and yeah i, I literally just have a little talking to myself and i know i'm burning like it, it, it's often the legs that are just yeah in burning as we call it, as we say but um like at the end of the day, you can still run it. It's it's just that mental strength that you need to push yourself through because at the end of the day, it's another lap around the track and that's it. And then you're done. Um, so I, I, yeah, I keep mentally telling me, telling myself off for, you know, not being, as you say, not being able to run those little five minutes or those, that lap or that two minute little. So yeah, it's important to keep telling you off and that's what I do as well. Um, it's kind of positive reinforcement or negative reinforcement, however you want to see it. If you want to give it positive reinforcement, of course, yeah. um, do it that way if that suits you better. But I think for me, I need to be told off from myself to um, yeah, push myself that little bit further. From someone who doesn't run, mm -hmm. like listening to us talking about it, it must seem like an alien language or an, a concept because it doesn't really make any sense. You're like, why would anyone give themselves abuse and still push through like discomfort. Uh, yeah. <laughs> why do you think we do it to ourselves? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question, Marcus. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, are we all masochists, I think? Um, <laughs> well, no, I, I think it, it, it's, it's a really strange one because, to be honest, it's, I don't know which pain I prefer, um, but Running a marathon is obviously a, a huge, huge, like, human effort. Um, it's, but it's not as hard as running a 5K full out. Now, Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it, yeah, I, I just believe it's, it, you need both to be stronger at each other. So you need the endurance to run shorter distances as well. And then you need the short speed work to, um um run the marathons so yeah i i think you have to experience it to understand it like the feeling you get afterwards as well is yes you hate every single minute of it pushing through it but the glory that you actually <clears throat> pardon me that you succeeded um th those those interval sessions and pushed through it um even though you felt horrible after uh, during it you will feel incredible afterwards for accomplishing it regardless if it's a marathon or if it is um just just a 400 meter interval session that you're doing um just just giving yourself that last bit of push um it, w it won't let you down at the end um and for any novice or any person that uh begins to run it you will understand it when once you get further into it <laughs> So listening to what you said, actually, is making me think of something I'm probably accepting more so now. Mm. Um, I think previously you'd be in the, of the sort of school of thought that says, uh, I run marathons, but I don't do five or, or 10Ks. Or if I do five 10Ks, they really hurt. I don't like doing them. Yeah. But you like you said, like they're two sides of like super coins. You need one for the other. Yeah. And I think the more now I'm starting to embrace the discomfort of 
a, a 5k or a 10k hmm. it's actually given me something more for the marathon and like you say and then the marathon gives something to, for that distance as well so um i think this be able to embrace both i think is definitely uh yeah. something that you know you, you learn to to grow i think some people get it quicker than others, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I think, yeah, they're definitely both important to each other, aren't they? Oh, absolutely, I think. Yeah, no, and uh, I was exactly like you. I absolutely hated um, 5Ks. I, I just can't get my head around them. Um, a 10K, I'm more fond of, and then half marathon, that's when I start feeling myself. But yeah. going back to 5Ks, I mean, I, the amount, I, I've been a park run member, for example, since, oh, I'm going to say, 2014. And I probably only ran 22 of them because I, I I just can't force myself to get up on a Saturday at eight to go to a park run because I, why why do I want to push myself through a 5K? Like, what benefit do it, does that give me? Yeah. And that was my mentality at the beginning. But now it's um, even more like I'm starting to run more park runs. Um, um, I, not that I enjoy them more now, but I'm, I'm getting more yeah accustomed to them put it that way and of course the times are getting better so you know you're enjoying it as well so you have that bit of um enjoyment at the end of it saying oh actually i wasn't far off a a pb today or oh that course was hillier and i'm only a minute off off my pb or you know like kind of try to find excuses or positive excuses that they are actually not that bad they're quick you know they're they're done in on an average in what 25 30 minutes so yeah you know you go for it and um yeah it's it's a weird one but we're i'm also so for my run club we're doing um they've created a virtual parkrun league as well um so we do a 5k every every week um in honor of parkrun and everyone runs them separately and then posts um on the facebook feed um their results their strava results or their watch results and that kind of keeps you going as well and to be honest now now that since the lockdown that we've been doing it it is quite interesting it's you see people just enjoying it and then they're the really quick runners that um run absolutely unbelievable times um but you kind of try to keep up with them you know so you you do train for it a little bit and yeah so the 5ks have become a little more part of my um my, my routine as well so yeah as as hard as they are um <laughs> they are so vital as well and i know what i'm doing now during the lockdown with these 5k runs and that i'm continuing to running i know once this hopefully is all over and races are back and you know we can go back to our normal lives um, I'm going to benefit from it every single moment of what I'm doing now. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so many benefits now to this particular time because you think, for example, you can work on the speed work mm. and get better at that, which will then improve your marathon times. Yeah. And also like strength and conditioning, like when you're in full-on marathon training, it's quite hard. To, you're just maintaining. You're not doing anything too heavy. Absolutely. Whereas now you can do slightly heavier stuff to get stronger within reason when the when the miles are a bit lighter so i mean there's so many benefits to this period of time that will sort of definitely sort of help us when we go to the to full marathon training whenever that is absolutely absolutely i mean i know a few people that see it completely different they're just like oh i'm not training for anything so don't need to run you of course try to motivate them as much as possible by um you know running and kind of motivating them with messages but i'm exactly on the same um, level as you it's just use it as much as possible like especially now that you're allowed to go unlimited exercise so uh, it, it's even better so i i'm allowed i'm able to go in the morning again then maybe i'll have a cycle and you know do a longer cycle just to get my endurance going and then even though as i mentioned earlier i'm not the biggest fan of strength training strength and conditioning i'm utter, yeah. utterly useless at it um but i i still i you know, sometimes I just, the night before, I put the yoga mat next to my bed. When I wake up, I'm just like, all right, I'll I'll do my 20 push-ups. And, oh, you know what? Actually, I'll do some mountain climbs or I'll do this and that and then do a bit of strength training. And then when your muscles are sore 
the next couple of days, you're just like, okay, I feel better now. Let's try it again. And then I have kettlebells at home, for example. And I, you know, you, you kind of do a little bit more. But as you say, yeah, if, if you're in full-blown marathon training, I, I would not consider once to lift any weights to do any sort of strength and conditioning because all my energy goes towards um, running and making sure that I'm in good shape for the next day's run. Yeah, absolutely. If you're doing like hill, like repeats, for example, you don't need to be doing leg day as well. So absolutely, <laughs> you can sort of for a break. Absolutely, um, exactly. But just for balance, I probably would say that you know, this is the time where everyone's paused. So like, if you don't want to run and you feel like you need, you need a break, then this is actually a good time. Or you've got like an injury which has been bugging you. This is probably the great time again to like stop rehab it, get it sorted because no one else is racing. I mean, we're all in the same boat. We're all like at that pause button so Absolutely. you're not gonna lose a thing exactly no and I, I think it is yeah so i mean a lot of people that are injured um that, that i know of that they're not enjoying it but they are thinking oh, at least you know no one's training for something and then they see the race results and then they see someone's res- um yeah like you know smashing it and having a good time they, they don't have to worry either and yeah um it, it has its little bonuses but yeah to be honest i i wish I wish it was all over soon <laughs> just so we can all get back out there <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely now you're going for the six world marathon majors you've mm-hmm. run five out of six so far mm-hmm. and you're going to tokyo is the last one it is um, yeah. can you tell us why you're uh, going for this goal um yeah so it was ever since so my first marathon i decided to do my home marathon um which was the vienna city marathon um and after that i got into london um and berlin in the same year and i well to be honest i when i did the vienna city marathon i, I didn't even really know about the six stars i was completely oblivious to it i thought ah, I'll, I'll just run i live in london so i would like to run the london marathon one day um but i thought my first my first marathon as being vienna uh, Vienna being my home city I just thought ah, that's a perfect place to do my first marathon and see what I can do um, but yeah so then I ran London and Berlin um, and I think it must have been I uh, can't remember who said it but just mentioned oh you're going for your six stars um, and then yeah that's when I first heard about it and then I thought it was an absolutely brilliant idea and such a good um, um good few marathons and obviously traveling the world oh i'd be able to go back to new york for example because i used to live there and then i just thought yeah from there that's definitely my goal but i was quite um quite oblivious to the fact that that it existed to be honest so obviously going into running i didn't wasn't sure what it is why people like people might have been talking about it but i just didn't really pay attention much to it but yeah once you run the first two three marathons i think everyone kind of gets gets yeah the knowledge of it so that's when i decided yeah no it'd be a great idea to do it um and my my ultimate goal is to hopefully manage um, a sub three in all of them so tokyo left now um and hopefully that i can do a sub three in yeah it it does become a nice little challenge, but also a motivation. It, I, I think it's both. It's a nice challenge, personal challenge, and a goal that you you really look forward to. But I think it's the, a massive motivation as well, and just just keep going and enjoying the running, and see what you can do, and Absolutely. get to and get to see um, different part of the world. Yeah. And the fun as well, you get to do it with other people that you get to see on the journey. And oh, I always feel like wherever I go, I will always know someone there. Oh, it's crazy. run with someone or go to eat with someone. So you never feel alone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, first of all, the amount of people, well, even the ones from London that go at the same time, same race. But yeah. then the amount of people that you meet there that, yeah, you might have just, you know, chatted to briefly or just follow on instagram um and and that's just all of a sudden they're in reality there and you chat to them and it is as if you're best friends because you have something in common and that's the beauty of the running community really it's just 
never met the person, but as soon as you meet each other, because you're running the same race, you know, you're close friends and it's just fantastic. Now, I want to move on to your uh, marathon PB. Mm-hmm. And the thing that makes me laugh as well, because when I think of my marathon PB, it was, I was running in New York, which is a really, at the six course, out of the six uh, marathon majors, mm-hmm. New York is pretty difficult. And you ran in Boston as well. So we both ran PBs in the two of the most <laughs> difficult courses. So uh, people were thinking, why can't you run a PB in Chicago or <laughs> Berlin? Uh, so. Absolutely. I Yeah, I have no idea. Like uh, when, you, when you meant, yeah knowing that you've run the New York as a PB, it's, I mean, I, all I remember from New York is uh, going up Fifth Avenue and knowing, right, that's that's me, I'm, I'm quitting, <laughs> um, just because it's, it's brutal. And But yeah, sometimes, I think, funnily, someone once told me, I think, because the harder the course is, the hillier the course is, the more effort you put in, um, yeah. and you mentally prepare yourself already, okay, you might not know exactly what's coming towards you or what you're going to expect but everyone knows a bit everyone does a bit of research about a course and especially if you're a bit more um, advanced runner you kind of look at the course the what the elevation is like or you've heard uh, someone a friend or someone on social media talk about it and you mentally prepare yourself for it and I think I think that's huge huge like um, way to see it because we all know Berlin's flat. We, we all want to make, like, race the best race of our lives in Berlin. But then that pressure is huge. Now, go to New York or Boston, probably the hilliest majors there are, or even in the world, probably most beats most marathons in the elevation-wise. Um, you go there with a whole different attitude, maybe not not too much pressure you just think you know what i'm gonna enjoy this race this is boston oh this is new york the like greatest city boston the the world yeah. most famous marathon um you know what let's enjoy it let's let's go out there see what i can do and you, you go possibly with a completely different attitude which might just take away that little pressure away from you inside and then you know all of a sudden you run hold like with a whole different attitude you enjoy it yes the hills are brutal of course at the end we are tired but once you see that finish line you're just going to say right i'm going to go for it and then you look at your watch and you think oh how how on earth did i manage that pb so it might just be the attitude and um just going out going into the race without with a bit less pressure i think that might be right so yeah it's less pressure isn't it to Hmm. uh, about the course so uh, yeah, you think, yeah, just go out and give it your best. So, yeah, I completely can relate to that. Mm. And can you sort of talk us through your uh, 251 at Boston um, and how that went down from sort of start to finish? Well, yeah, I did. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't in, so I, obviously training went really well, so nothing bad there. But um, I think a couple of weeks before I had quite a bit of stress at work, um, there's quite a bit going on and yes, it was taper time, but um, it was quite stressful at work. And then I think two, three days before the flight, um, I had a really, really upset stomach and it wasn't um, too pleasant. So I couldn't really eat much either. And I was just quite almost annoyed because I knew, right, that's, um, yeah, I- I'm not eating well. I'm not really loading up on carbs. Uh kind of all I'm really doing is drinking water which is fine hydration wise I was uh, in tip-top shape but nutritionally I yeah I I definitely wasn't too pleased with um, what I was taking in before um, the marathon so I think the pressure was kind of off there as well and as we spoke just a moment ago um, just not having that pressure but I went to that start line and then just getting being in up in Hopkinton it was just surreal like the amount of people like everything that was going on like my nerves started and I just thought okay well maybe I am nervous and I'm not uh, under a bit more pressure because I want to do well here I I knew what the course was like I knew it was straight down going straight down the uh, mountain but you know constant up and downs so but yeah like the first I'm gonna say kilometer maybe even yeah the whole mile it was kind of going downhill 
and I found my stride so so quickly in that marathon even though I didn't feel too well in the morning I hydrated I had my breakfast it was all good but that first mile I just started really finding my stride instantly and I just started cruising um, going up the hills down the hills for the first five six miles I'd say absolutely not a problem um, and the crowd was just phenomenal the weather was absolutely perfect as well so everything just seemed to be um, you know happy days and <laughs> at the end of the day um, but yeah to, like towards the end heartbreak hill that's when it really started kicking in so the big hill when yeah. you finally reach up it but I for once in my life during the running I wanted I preferred the uphills to the downhills um, just because my quads just couldn't take the, um, the the breaking or the stopping going down the hills, I, they yeah. were they were absolutely in agony, and I think that might have been due to a bit less um, nutrition and maybe I, I don't know, but I was in absolute agony. Um, but I just I knew it was just muscular, so I just decided, you know what, um, I'm just going to continue. I am on target for a a two fifty time. I'm just going to continue. Just if I break, I break. Um, but yeah, no, I just kept going and kept going and I just did not slow down. So um, yeah, all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm going past the Sitco sign. And then all of a sudden I was turning left Making on. Making the turns. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Making the famous turns. Yeah. And then on Boylston, and then all of a sudden the finish line in front of you. And all I saw was the time ticking down. Well, going up from 249 and I just thought perfect this is 100 a PB like 100% a PB because I couldn't um, was my PB before was 256 so I knew yeah. even if I walked this stretch now I'd still make a PB so yeah and then going through that finish line and uh, absolutely glorious yeah I was in tears that was I think the first time I was actually in tears um, running through the finish line because it, it meant a lot hard work I didn't feel too well I managed Boston Boston was incredible as it was so yeah no it's really good experience one of one of my favorites definitely out there it's such an interesting marathon like you say because it's you know the first half is kind of downhill um and then you know it can beat up your cords especially if you're going too quick yeah and then you know the second half is just going uphill or uphills, but it's just sort of it's just rising and dipping and rising and dipping. It is, yeah. um, and like you said, you've got a heartbreak hill. And for me, like I think the hill before heartbreak hill is still pretty tough as well. Before we get to heartbreak hill. Oh, absolutely, yeah, no, definitely. I remember because I think I remember thinking that was it. That was heartbreak hill. Um, yeah. But then uh, it must have been one of the supporters just shouting in. It's like, don't worry, guys, you're almost. Um, almost by heartbreak hill you're gonna go up and then it's all done and i was like what this was not heartbreak hill i am <laughs> i am so tired right now i can't do another yeah. hill and if that hill is more brutal than what i've just done <laughs> i am gonna cry um but yes yeah, so the next thing i know i am going up heartbreak hill so there are a few few very very tough ones where you just think how on earth like am i gonna make this if, if this is the whole course and yeah, I'm never ever gonna finish this. And how do I get back? Are people gonna take me home? You start thinking about all different ways. But no, yeah, it's 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 definitely a great course. Um, even though it's and, hilly and brutal. Yeah, and just hearing about your emotion post race, I mean, it's so interesting because it kind of reminds me a bit of myself when I I would sort of say that, like training and stuff like that, I'm pretty unemotional to be honest. And then you get to the end of the race and then you just like you're just like I've done it. Do you know what I mean? Or you've not done it and it's all that sort of feeling you just don't know where it comes from, really. All the or from the training, all the work, all the you know, all the sort of early mornings, all that all that work, you know. So It is, exactly. I mean they they always say it's the marathon's just a victory lap, isn't it? Um, from yeah. all the training that you do. But yeah, I I I'm normally not too emotional about many things you know like occasionally of course like there are things that hit you but I, I never would have thought that running would um, bring a tear out of me I'd be like okay well that's done when's the next marathon and you know kind of that's how I thought I was going to be but yeah, yeah once once you run through certain finish lines or you've achieved something that you thought you'd never achieve 
all of a sudden without any warning <laughs> it just just yeah shoots right out you and yeah tears emotions everything you don't know why am i crying i'm so so happy but yeah it's it's just a whole it's an experience that you must go for yourself to understand it yeah. i think yeah i think there's so much history to boston as well i think that probably council as well because the same thing happened to me at boston but that was where i got my six star mm. and i had the year before 2018 which is was the terrible weather oh. and i was literally thinking am i gonna die <laughs> get to the end and then you get yeah. to the end you're like oh my gosh i am still alive yeah. then someone asks you what did you do like how are you and you just like break down yes oh god i uh, jesus I, I didn't really know that uh, i do actually remember i think but you running in that weather oh that was yeah. a horrible i mean I, when the sun was out i complained because it was slightly too hot and i, I didn't want to dehydrate too quickly um but in those conditions that you ran i mean that's just a whole different level isn't it i mean and going up and down hills that that is uh, hats off for that it's amazing but yeah no as you say i think it is emotional as well because i mean of course, we explored town as well beforehand, before the marathon, and we obviously saw the unfortunate events that happened. Um, and yeah, you kind of have emotion, and, and the city is just so good, and such marathon enthusiasts, like everywhere you go, every restaurant had like a, a marathon meal, and like, oh, they had a marathon pint afterwards, and you know, all yeah. these things, and it, it was such a great experience, because everyone was just in that emotion of everyone's marathon in, in a marathon mode so yeah. it was good and then yeah just just going down that straight to the finish line yeah i think might have just been like knowing about the history seeing it on tv you know like we all saw the news back then probably saw a few movies about it so it yeah. is yeah quite quite emotional not just for your personal but i think just because you know there's a lot of history and it goes back even further than any other marathon ever has so yeah absolutely great one to run yeah, the crowd's phenomenal but you had uh didn't have great weather for 2019 as well it was like really a bit cold and then it got really hot so, uh, so so when we sat in the bus it um so the bus had to stop um taking us to hopkinton because it was flood rain it was absolutely flooding it down um yeah. and there was a well thunderstorm um expected so the bus had to stop on the motorway to let it pass because there was danger of it getting hit or whatever and we just thought oh my god this is a repeat of the year before like do we really want to run in this yeah. um but then honestly as soon as the storm passed it was we had drizzling it, it wasn't too bad the the station at the at the start was completely flooded and we were all kind of cold and wet a little bit but yeah, as soon as we started, I remember the sun started coming out when, um, when, when the gun went off, basically. So when they said, ready, set, go, I think the sun started poking through already. And then it was, yeah, back and forth, a bit of rain, but really just ideal conditions for me for in, in running. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah, you need that testing that, that test really to get you through and uh, it makes getting the PB all that much sweeter. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and just thinking about the marathon itself, we can think about Boston or any other marathon. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking about during the race? Do you have mantras or are you just sort of just in the, in the moment? Um, I, hmm, I, I don't really think I, often I come home from a long run or run in a marathon and I could not tell you what I was thinking, um, but there's often very little. There's often, I think during a marathon, especially during races, I often think, okay, I'm hitting that pace. I'm focusing and telling myself, okay, don't look at your watch too often. Um, you know, go by feel. Um, okay, what am I doing? And then after, you know, you hear a, a beep on your watch, you're like, okay, I'll, I'll skip this beep. I'll go to the next. And I'm just kind of, I think, more telling myself how it's going like giving myself a bit of reinforcement okay is this going well am i a bit too slow okay how am i feeling are my legs good but actually thinking about anything specific i, I 
don't think I am. Um, it is more like a little monologue I have probably in my head about the entire race. So is is my pace okay? Am I doing it right? How am I feeling? Will I? When do I need my gel? Oh, it's kilometer five. In three kilometers, I will have to take my next gel. Perfect. And then you know take it step by step and then you're like oh my friends told me they're at mile 10 so perfect like that's in another two kilometers right like can't look uh, look forward to seeing them and then that's how i kind of break up my my runs as well my race yeah um but i think that's mainly what i'm actually what's going on in my head to be honest there's not much thinking of oh how nice is the blue sky today or things like that. <laughs> um, or like, you know, doing philosophy in my head or thinking about a book that I read. It's, it is mainly just focusing on here I am, this is what I'm doing, right? How is it going? And then, you know, you kind of give yourself a bit of a chit chat. Yeah, I can relate to that. I mean, for me, like people can say, what were you, what do you remember about a set of races? And I can't really remember much. All I remember is say like the 25 or 30 minute segment between yeah. like taking gels. And in between that, all I'm thinking is like, it's like a little cycle of how am I feeling in the moment? Am I just like, move your feet, move your feet, cycle, <laughs> say relax. Do you know what I mean? These little yeah. things are just like, it's a little checklist you're going through exactly. the bottom and the top. Absolutely. And it's yeah. just like, I couldn't really remember what, <laughs> what yeah. else is happening. Yeah. No, I mean, if someone, if, if anyone ever mind reads, um, finds out how to mind read, it would be perfect just to run behind me and tell me what I was thinking during that race, because it, it would be interesting, because I, I truly don't think I am. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think it's important to just give yourself a chit chat, and that it kind of goes yeah. back to motivating yourself, running, you know, the intervals as well, just, you know, giving yourself a little pep talk. Um, but yeah, I, I think just talking to yourself kind of, even as insane as it sounds, it keeps you sane. Have you been watching the Michael Jordan series, The Last Dance? Oh, absolutely. It's probably the best documentary I've ever seen. I'm just, I was hooked. It's, and it was the most annoying thing was that only two came out every week. <laughs> and I yeah. wanted to watch them all. But my God, that is, that is inspirational, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, what's your biggest takeaways from the uh, series so far? Um, Just... The one thing that really hit me is when he said, um, I set myself a goal and I want to complete it. And he just works, works and works to accomplish that. Um, And uh, what was the quote? Um, Him saying, um, basically him, anyone that he, he said he likes everyone, but if someone had something against him, he would show him who's, basically the boss on court um and it's just the attitude he had to becoming the best athlete is is just amazing just the um the attitude the the willpower the strength to go further and you know work harder than anyone else to make sure that um he wins those titles yeah the thing that i thinking about when i was speaking to someone else about the show recently hmm. uh, he mentioned like see this wasn't impl- this wasn't um this didn't come out in the show but he said i think that he's probably got like that sort of will to win probably comes from a fear of losing now he never specifically said it hmm. on there but when you look back at it, you think where does that insane drive to win yeah. to, to, uh, to come from because like that's like that's got to come from some sort of place and it's like he did i wish they could have done an extra episode just to explore where that came from yeah. because you got a kind of an overview but you never really got deep into it which was sort of quite fascinating for me personally yeah no that is actually a good point yeah no i to be honest i yeah now that you mention it i see it um and it it's crazy where yeah where it's coming from i mean i think at the beginning they mentioned about um the brother being better than him at basketball and he got rejected um from the junior team or from the senior team can't remember um in the first year so he just decided all right well i'll train i will show you i will i will come back next year i think that's kind of how it started so him knowing that his brothers were better was already kind of that little competition but then getting rejected i think he just didn't do that well and 
I don't, yeah, it's it's fascinating that someone can, you know, tell himself, no, I will be good enough for you. <laughs> I will do this and, yeah, then become the world's best um, basketballer. I was thinking, do you think he was trying to get his father's approval? Because I met, there was a part in it where they talked about his dad and, like, his dad mentioned something alongside those sort of lines. So they were all so competitive, him and his brothers. I guess so, yeah, because he was always the younger and the weakest, wasn't he? So maybe he did. He just wanted, yeah, his dad to say, okay, actually, you know, you might be the youngest and the smallest. But, yeah, so, yeah, it's a good point, actually. Maybe it is because he, he was very close to his dad, wasn't he? So maybe yeah. he wanted his ultimate approval. Yeah. But ultimately, what a competitor, though, man. Even when he was sort of like, like with security guards and just trying to like, yeah. to get that coin close to the wall, whatever, <laughs> for like a couple of dollars, or whatever yeah. it was, like a dollar, yeah. forty dollars, whatever. He was just like, exactly. I want to win. Exactly. Everything. It's crazy, isn't it? It's just everything yeah. that you wanted to do is just win. And what I find another thing that I find fascinating is just that, okay, um, I lost the game. That other player played much better. All right, I'll show you in game two. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just like, and then all of a sudden he shows up and scores 50 points in a game and absolutely turns them around. And it's just don't make me angry, basically, is what his me- message was, wasn't it? You angry? You think that they, they would learn, do you know what I mean? Especially yeah. they, or every, they said, don't wind him up yeah. because he's just going to go can't... beast mode. Exactly. <laughs> it's like if you make him angry, he will turn into the Hulk and he will absolutely, <laughs> um, yeah, destroy you. But. Yeah, no, fantastic. It it was such a great watch. I really thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, I think I need to have a, a rewatch of it again just to see whether I've missed some of those bits that I'm oh, just thinking about. So uh... exactly, yeah, no, you'll definitely pick up a few few other points um, rewatching. I might rewatch it as well again. No, I mean we haven't got much choice really because obviously lockdown. There's not a lot of new uh, television out, is there? So no, it's going to be that, a reruns. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, but but at least we have a good one. So you know we have good, absolutely good ten hours worth of uh, watching left. <laughs> absolutely. And so moving to the final questions, if you could give your younger self uh, one piece of advice, what would it be? Never give up on something um, that you want to do. Um, keep pushing as hard as you can regardless if it's uh, physical activity or educational, just always make sure you do what you enjoy. And what is one non-negotiable behavior that you do daily? I need my coffee in the morning, first coffee of the day to get me going before I can go running or um, really do anything. I sit, I have my cup of coffee um, and after that, the day can begin. What is the biggest lesson that running has taught you? Being happy, just staying happy at all times. Um, Getting motivated, being motivated and motivating others. Great advice. And where can people follow your journey online? Um, I am on Instagram um, under my nickname. Um, So it's a nickname from my surname and it's uh, under Newmy. So N-E-U-M-Y. Fantastic. Chris, it's been great talking to you. Thank you for being a guest on the show. Thank you for having me, Marcus. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Runner's Life. If you found value in this episode and want to support the show, please share with your community, post on your social media channels and encourage them to listen and subscribe. If you want to support my work directly, you can become a member on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a runner's life. If you want to get in touch with me or see what I'm up to, you can follow me on my Instagram page at the Marathon Marcus. Your time is valuable, so thank you for spending your time listening to this episode of a Runner's Life podcast.